When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of, of course, our Arsenal Agenda series. Join you every weekday morning, usually at 10 a.m. Um, however, slightly delayed show today because of Mikel Arteta's press conference uh, at 9.30 this morning. But that does mean that we've got a lot to talk about. Not just, of course, the press conference, but of course, the fantastic news regarding Martin Udegaard signing a brand new deal. I'm joined this morning to talk all about that and more with Umar. How you doing, mate? You good, you well? Yeah, I'm good, TC. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've caught up. Mm, yeah, I've been uh, I've been with Charlie, and uh, it's been a pleasure always to chat with Charlie. But you've been missed for sure. People in the chat box asking where you've been. Uh, did you have a nice uh, nice break, nice holiday? Yeah, we were speaking off here. It's it's good to just recharge, um, and it's always helpful when Arsenal are doing well. So yeah, happy days. Absolutely. And yeah, whilst you're away, Arsenal getting a, a good result against PSV. It's our first chance of a chat about that result. So tell me uh, your thoughts on what was an absolute stonking start to the, the Champions League campaign. My first thoughts initially were like, I feel for TC in the rain. <laughs> you only sent me it was wet. Video. Very you wet. You saw the video. Yeah, it was wet. It was very wet. I was worried about the equipment for a bit. I'm hoping that these new Rode Wireless Goes are waterproof to some extent. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever experienced rain like that before. Yeah, like, it was mental. It was Ridiculous. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's lashing down. But... I was talking to um, uh, Alex Crook from, from TalkSport and mm. as I crossed paths, he was like, has it stopped raining yet? I was like, I don't know. I'm just going out to check and I walked out and it was just hammering down outside the press lounge. So, yeah. It was not was not good. It was not good. Yeah, no, but at, at least um, the result was good. I think the performance helped. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic night. Um, obviously, here in the Anthem, after such a long time, six six years, um, and it was great. I think Arsenal, they belong in the Champions League, and they proved it with that performance against um, PSV. Great attacking performance. I think a lot of Arsenal fans in the past few weeks they've been impressed with our defensive solidity. But at times, they want to see a bit more from our attacking players. And I think the problem with these opponents, when, when they try to attack Arsenal and when they have that initial formula to basically go all out attack and try to hurt us, they're going to get picked off. They're going to get picked off. That's why we'll speak about it later on. But this Sunday's North London derby is intriguing because... Ange, he has um, one way of playing. He said it previously as well. He likes to attack. He's not going to be changing his formation to suit or, or try and be different to the opponent. He's going to do what Tottenham's biggest strength is, and that's to attack. And if they do that, Arsenal will have a big opportunity to score goals, which they proved yeah. the other week against PSV. But fantastic performance. Um it, it was great. Um, everything about about the whole game was fantastic. The goal scorers, the fact that we had an opportunity to give um, the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe, Reese Nelson, etc., an opportunity to come on. That was great. Um, give give a few players a breather um, because we were so comfortable. But look, Arsenal belong in the Champions League and 
you look at the Champions League teams that are participating in this competition this season, why can't Arsenal go far in this competition? Like, you look at the group stages, Arsenal more than likely will finish first, will top this group, and then potentially you'll have a favourable draw in the last 16. Anything is possible after that. You look in the previous years, Leon going to the semi-finals, TC, a few years ago. RB Leipzig have gone far. Who was it last season? Inter Milan and AC Milan were competing yep. in the semi-finals. So why can't Arsenal, who people say are one of the best teams in Europe, why can't they go into the latter stages of this competition? But look, it, it's, it was the perfect um, way to start this campaign and it was a fantastic performance. So I loved every minute of it. Yeah, it was really, really good. I did feel that PSV really were naive in the way they approached the game. Um, they persisted but, with know. it, though. They persisted with it, which was shocking. <laughs> and, you know, that's what separates the absolute top teams. I remember when, obviously, Man City came to the Emirates and we were getting a lot of joy when it was 1-1 and then Man City, Pep changed it in the second yeah. half and we lost control of that game because of the tactical changes that they made. And that is the difference. I spoke to Luke de Jong afterwards and I asked him, I said, you know... Um, do you think you approached the game in the wrong way? And he was like, no, but Arsenal were just too good in regards to picking up the spaces and stopping our press. Still angry. He's yeah. probably still angry with Declan Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did get into a bit of a one-on-one -on -one with him, didn't he? But I was surprised by that. But he also said that um, he said that they're going to be competing for second spot. So like, after one game, we've already got teams conceding that, you know, <laughs> we're finishing top which is great. Uh, I'm going to need you to take over just for a second because I've, I've got a doorbell ringing. Yeah, so no go worries. for the chat and some responses, mate. Yeah, no worries. Everyone in the comments, um, it's good to see people back in the comments. Marcus, morning, Tom, Uma, and all down the Arsenal may, may have to catch up you two together. It's been too long. It's been very long. It has been very long. Nav in the comments. Uh, hi, guys. Um, Brad speaking about, I think Martin Odegaard's um, contract renewal. Brilliant signing this morning. So that's, that's very good to see. But... Yeah, Tom, not the last stages. We are winning the whole thing. Like Tom's confident. He thinks Arsenal are going to go far in this competition. And why not? Why not? I think we're one of the better teams in this uh, competition this season. Uh, you look at the opening games uh, of, of the first games in the group stages, and there's a lot of teams that you probably wouldn't expect to be in this competition. But you look in and around um, Europe and the better teams, the Bayern Munichs of this world, etc., I'm not really impressed with Bayern Munich, like conceding three goals to Manchester United. They're a team that we can get at. Um, if if I'm honest, I think Paul Merson, did you see it the other day, TC? He made a great point. He says the only team that can probably compete with Manchester City in this competition is probably Arsenal. And I look at it, I probably think Arsenal, Man City, Real, Real Madrid. Madrid. Real Madrid as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the experience. But apart from those three, Barca, they look very good on their first game. I know it was only Antwerp, but they did look good. And they obviously, you know, they've been playing relatively well at the start of the season. Maybe we're underestimated. I think I might have underestimated them a little bit, but mm. I still think we would beat them if we went up against them. Yeah, PSG, etc. I think it's going to take a bit of time for Enrique to implement his yeah. philosophy. But he's a good manager. He, he can do it. But Bayern Munich, I'm, I'm, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. <laughs> you're considering three goals to that Man United team I, I yes. see what you're saying yeah I think I saw I think it was um, who was it who tweeted it was it Derek Ray um, that tweeted it saying like, like it was a picture of like a Ferrari 
a Corsa and like a, just a rusty old banger as like three parts. It was like Bayern's attack, midfield and defence. <laughs> like, because their defence is true. just yeah, it's true. so open. But I thought it was harsh of the midfield that includes the likes of Kimmich and Goretzka. And, you know, these are very good players. But defensively, mm. they are, yeah. you know, they do lack. But when you've got Kane and Gnabry and Sane and Coman and, you know, they've got an amazing group of attacking players. But defensively, there are question marks about Bayern. And I think that, you know, Arsenal certainly would have hopefully some joy against them. I, I'm really excited for the Champions League. Like, I yeah. really can't wait because I think it, like the Premier League, Arsenal are going to get frustrated in the Premier League because we come up against teams that sit back, low block, you know, but a two-legged affair in the Champions League, it doesn't encourage that type of display. Like mm. you're not trying to hold on to a point, you know, in certain games. So it encourages attacking football, does knock out um, competition. So, yeah, I think it suits Arsenal a lot more than the league does. So let's wait and see what, what ends up happening because it's going to be an exciting tournament for Arsenal and hopefully we can go very far. Uh, let's talk about, obviously, the big news of the morning, Martin Odegaard signing that brand-new contract. Uh, Mikel Arteta very happy about it. Uh, good to see Clive interviewing uh, yeah. Odegaard on the Arsenal website as well, mutual friend of the show, of course. Um, and he really has kind of taken on the identity of Arsenal you know he's the captain he's now the top earner we understand as well at the club and considering that Bakaya Saka is on you know a contract with bonuses that go up to a reported 300 grand a week I know it's a significant amount of bonuses to achieve that but it does show you how how much faith they've got in Odegaard for the future and the you know I just think he's I'm writing a piece at the moment about where I think he's the best signing we've made in a decade and he just has been gloriously good yeah, 100%. Like, how much did we sign him for? Around 29? 30 million with 4 million in add-ons. That's insane. That mm. is ab- absolutely insane because Real Madrid are probably thinking to themselves, what have we done? Like, what have yeah. we done? Because yeah. he was in and around the Real Madrid team as well, but he was getting opportunities. The opportunities were minimal. And he wanted to basically go to a team where he can be a big player, where he can settle down, I mean, where he could basically feel at home. And I think he's found that at Arsenal. Look, look at the respect that the fans give him. Look at the impact that he makes. And there was a lot of talk when he he got given the captaincy. Um, mm. Is he an Arsenal captain? Um, is he like Patrick Vieira? Is he like Tony Adams? It doesn't always have to be about screaming or shouting, etc. Um, he leads by example on the pitch. You can see that the Arsenal players respect him. And I yeah. think that's the key thing. Like he's 24 years old. Like that is a heck of a, a heck of a responsibility, heck of an achievement to be captaining Arsenal. And I think he's doing such a great job. He's doing such a great job. And aside from him leading by example, him having those characteristics in terms of leadership qualities, etc., he's a fantastic footballer. He's a fantastic footballer. And I remember, I think it was a year ago or something. I think it might have been me or you or Bailey, etc. We spoke about the fact that Martin Odegaard, he needed to score more goals. He needed to impact more games in terms of goal contributions, assist contributions. And now we're seeing it. Now we're seeing it. We're seeing what Kevin De Bruyne does for Manchester City. We're seeing what Bruno Fernandes does for Manchester United. But we're seeing it, at, in my opinion, at a better level. Because not only does Martin Odegaard score goals and provide chances he impacts games he dictates play and I think that's why he's so good in this Arsenal team and you talk about potential language styles that we've had in the past of certain players Martin Odegaard he works his socks off he works so so hard off the ball the way he presses from the front and that's what you need it it basically shows his teammates look 
if the captain's doing that, if the captain's giving it his all, why shouldn't we be doing the same? But he's a top, top player. And I, I love that little uh, montage that Arsenal uploaded with this contract announcement this morning mm-hmm. with all the fans, the music. I, lo- I love I love stuff like that. But yeah, it's a fantastic achievement. And kudos to Arteta, kudos to um, Edu, etc. Because they've kept our biggest players at this football club because it shows we're going places. Saka, Odegaard, um, Ramsdale, Martinelli, Ben White will be next on the horizon. Saliba, Gabriel, Gabriel. so many players. It shows that this club is the right club to be at right now. And mm. you talk about projects, you talk about Chelsea trying to copy our way. No, if you want to look at a proper project in Europe, you want to look at a proper yeah. team, you look at Arsenal Football Club because the stuff that we're seeing right now, like we wanted this for a long time and we've got it. It's uh, it's just a great time to be an Arsenal fan right now. Is is yeah. the simple story of it, um, and it's great to see continuity and stability. I wish I was at school. We though. didn't have that Arsenal, you know. I, I wish I was at school. I remember being at school with your best. Oh, I was when I was at school. So what? When I was, I'm trying to think how old I was when Dan Percy left in 2012. I would have been 11, uh, 17. So I would have been in sixth form when Van Percy was leaving. <laughs> And like, yeah, just <laughs> how things are different now compared um, to yeah. to what you know compared to what they were and the way in which we, you know, we're seeing this team grow. Um, but uh, this is our Friday show, which means that we won't be doing another 10 a.m. show until Monday. Which means we need to talk about the weekend's game, and it's quite a big one, Umar, because it's the North London derby. This is probably the least nervous I've been mm. about a North London derby. And I don't mean to underestimate Spurs because I like their coach, which sucks because uh, I, yeah. I don't want to like their coach. But I like Ange Postecoglou. I like his philosophy. I like his humanity. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be said about that project. And, you know, I, I will be worried about Spurs, I think, in years to come yeah, if this yeah. project and they stick with him as, as a coach. Because I think finally they've got a coach that you know, wants to develop them as a team um, and for the long term rather than like these win-now managers like Mourinho and Spirito Santo and Conte that just were never the right fits, you know. That said, they've had project managers before like Vyash Boash didn't work yeah. out, you know, will this be different? We'll have to wait and see. But they are without Harry Kane, but that hasn't stopped them from going unbeaten so far this season. How are you feeling ahead of this one? Yeah, I agree with you. I think... Take away the North London derby nerves that you get before before mm-hmm. that game. Obviously, you're going to be a bit nervous because it's such a big game. It's, a, it's such a big rival. But I think Tottenham, even though they've had a good start to the season, I think they're coming up against a different beast in Arsenal. I think Arsenal right now, they're at that level where you're looking at Manchester City, you're looking at Liverpool, you're looking at one of the better teams in Europe. And Tottenham right now, they're trying to get to that level. And I think they're going to come up against a team on Sunday, which is just going to be too much for them in terms of um, the way they hunt for the ball, the way they create chances, the way they keep the ball. I just think Arsenal are a couple of years probably ahead of Tottenham right now. So that's why you'd expect Arsenal to get the job done on Sunday. But obviously, with North London derbies, they're they're a bit chaotic. Anything can happen, etc. But I just think this Arsenal team, I just 
when when I look at the players that we have at our disposal right now, William Saliba in the heart of the defense alongside Gabriel, I'm always calm these days. I'm always like assured that nothing's gonna phase us, nothing's gonna happen to us. When you got Declan Rice, who in my opinion has has made such an impact already at this football club, and it's only been what five or six games, and he's playing um as a lone six, essentially, with two attacking players in front of him. And he's basically yeah. been remarkable in in, in in that position. And then you've got the attacking players. Um, maybe Martinelli will make it. But even if he doesn't, Trossard has proven that he's capable of coming in and making an impact. You've got Bakaya Saka, you've got Odegaard. Jesus, his impact against PSV Eindhoven, I think, was timely because I think we need to see him start against uh, uh, Tottenham on Sunday because Arsenal's best team involves Gabriel Jesus. And... I just think Tottenham are going to be on the are going to be on the back foot, and I think a bad result is on the horizon for Spurs. I just don't know why. I just think everything has gone right for Spurs so far. You know how football works; everything goes right, but then there's going to be something that just knocks you back. And I think this Sunday will be what knocks Tottenham a bit back, and will just basically show Ange and this Tottenham team: look, even though we've done well for the first few weeks of the season. There's still a long way to go to get up to Arsenal's level. That's what I hope anyway, but it's an intriguing game. I think the start Arsenal have made this season has been fantastic. Tottenham have made a good start as well. And North London derbies, they always um, provide entertainment and, and great matches. So hopefully it's going to be another one. But obviously, from an Arsenal point of view, we'll get the job done. Yeah, I'm really hopeful for it. I think we're going into it with great momentum and form. You know, I know there's suggestions that you don't want a midweek game out of this because you want to be well rested. But actually, I think we'll carry that momentum from the PSV game into this one. Who just start in goal? Uh, David Raya. We haven't spoken yeah. about that. What's, what's your take on that? Uh, I would have started Ramsdale on Wednesday. Um, I think that he deserved to start that game. Uh, just because I, he got us into the Champions League. Yeah, um, because he helped. Yeah, because he was the goalkeeper that led us into the Champions League. I think it created more of a discussion over it than it needed by starting Raya. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that decision impacted the result in any way by starting Raya because I think that you look at the way the game went, you look at the way in which we played, we would have won that game whether it was Raya or Ramsdale. And I just think it, yeah, it just didn't. I know that some people. I've, I've had plenty of debates with people about this, and like, yeah. I think that I think the other opinions of like Arteta has to pick the best team and that he needs to be ruthless. I absolutely empathise with those points of view. Hmm. I think that the decision lacked empathy to not start Ramsdale, and these are discussions we're going to start having now because you know these are hmm. two very good goalkeepers, and I just think that Arteta faced criticism last season for not rotating enough, and so when players came in cold yeah. because they we had injuries. We suffered because of that, because we mm. didn't rotate enough. The same could be said if Raya was to play all the games for foreseeable future besides maybe the Carabao Cup games. Ramsdale comes in cold. They might say, oh, it's different for a goalkeeper, but it's it's not. You still need to yeah, get those true. match minutes and match fitness and match focus. So if it was me, I would have started Ramsdale. And I have a slight criticism that he didn't start. Um you know, it's not it's not me trying to be that whole English bias or British bias or, you know... It's just harsh in it, what you're trying to say. It, I just thought it was really savage of a decision. Um, really you, harsh. And I think I think someone made a great point. I think it was on CBS the other week. Mm. They were discussing this, Raya and Ramsdale. 
situation. Henri, I think it was Henri, Schmeichel, mm. etc. And they discussed the fact that in Miklata's eyes, and you probably, I probably agree with it. Miklata, mm. uh, he probably thinks that Ramsdale, when you replace Burnt Leno, he was good enough to guess into the top four. Okay, and yeah. Ramsdale done that. Arteta probably doesn't think Ramsdale's good enough to help Arsenal win the Premier League title. That's why he's gone and bought David Raya. Mm. Mm. And you probably, you probably, there's an argument to be had in terms of that, but it's a situation now. I just don't think we can have two top goalkeepers. I just don't think it works. No, it doesn't work. It like, doesn't work. It, you like, can't keep them both. Like you could keep them happy, right? So Arteta saying that we need to have two good players in every position. I just think he contradicts himself by them playing Raya in the Champions League. Yeah. Because if you're saying that you've got two good players in every position and that that's what you want, you then have to manage that situation to keep two good players in every single position. Mm. And you're not going to do that if you don't give Ramsdale the Champions League group games at least. Like if we enter knockout stages, I've got an issue with Raya playing those knockout games because when mm. you get to that stage of the competition, sure. And like we're not talking about like people say, well, Edison starts all the games for. See, they don't have two goalkeepers at the same level True. like we do. You know, no team does like we do. We're the only team probably in the Premier League with two keepers, maybe Forest, you know, uh, that have got, and Brighton potentially, that have got two goalkeepers with the same. And you look at Brighton, Deserbi has swapped keepers throughout this start of the season. You know, it's not been one and then the other. They've interchanged the goalkeepers, Steele and Verbruggen, I think it is the other one. Mm, mm. Um, so I, I am, I, it was my only real criticism of Wednesday night was that Raya started. And that's not a slight on Raya. I know, he yeah. Because yeah. he's good enough. And it's not a criticism of Arteta that makes me, you know, doubt him in any way. It's just a small gripe that I had with that game that I know that the majority probably won't agree with. I am doing a piece on it a little bit later on this this morning because for me, that decision didn't change anything about the result. Playing one or the other wasn't going to change the result. And so if that's the case, you know, play the game a little bit. and you know, I think he's been told. I think Ramsdale's been told that he's not number yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, John Cross, I think, did a report for the Mirror, our sister mm. site, you know, at Ridge, yeah. talking about how he think how he's he's aware that Raya is now the number one. Um, but he, I'll tell you what, Ramsdale struck a frustrated figure. Like He's not going to he be left. happy. He's like, uh, well, I was he asked about it. Happy. But he was asked about it today, I think, in his press conference. How's Ramsdale feeling, etc.? And he said he's fine. Um, he's good in and around the tra- changing room, dressing room. And look, I don't doubt that. I think Ramsdale's the type of character that will be um, supporting his teammates, will be supporting Raya. But deep down, he's going to be upset. He's going to be frustrated. Like he's He was Arsenal's number one for two years. And now mm. he's not. Yeah, I I feel bad for him. Like it's it's just empathetic, and that's all it is. And I know some people aren't in that way inclined. They'll be like, the best player should play. You know, you shouldn't be soft or you know be in this way. It's but ruthless. I can't ruthless help that. Game. Yeah, I, no, just, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I can't help but feel a bit bad for the guy um, because I think he's not put he's not done anything really wrong. I know he made that mistake at Southampton. Um, and I know that people say he made a mistake against Fulham. I don't think he did. I think it was really unlucky that goal. It's just um, ruthless, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's it's more. I think it's more savage. You know, I think it's yeah. a really savage decision. But it is ruthless in the sense of we've signed another goalkeeper. That's you know an upgrade. And he's Raya. I think Raya. It's not me saying Ramsdale's better. I think Raya yeah, is better. I agree. Um, I think Raya will be a better goalkeeper for us in the long term. I just think in the micro climate of this game yeah, yeah. that it would have been 
maybe the better choice to start Ramsdale. He did say in the presser that he's not decided who's going to start. I'll tell you what, if Ramsdale starts the derby, oh, it's going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> the, the, fun, the funny thing is he was asked about it today as well. Have you picked your goalkeeper for Sunday? He says no. Yeah, Simon asked him. So, yeah. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> he probably has. Yeah, he probably has. Yeah, saying, yeah, no. yeah. yeah, it's like the, the Martinelli situation, which we haven't touched upon. Like you said that, they don't know about my I, I would be surprised if Martinelli's in the squads. I think he's just keeping it's a quick turn. It's it's a quick turnover, yeah, but the hamstring. From a hamstring. Yeah. Like you don't yeah, come back hard. quickly from hamstrings. Like, and I don't mean like months and months, but you don't rush people back it's from true. hamstring injuries. Yeah. You just don't do it. Hmm. So yeah. If he if he's back, it's by some miracle. But I don't expect Martinelli to be there. I, I'd be surprised if we saw Martinelli before October. Um hmm. You know, maybe even the October international break, we might even be without. I don't know that, so don't quote me on that, people. But you know, I'd be surprised if we didn't see Martinelli until after. I said I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him before the international break. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway, uh, I think that's everything. Any final thoughts before we wrap up for this week? Uh, no, I'm just looking forward to the derby. I think it's it's going to be it's going to be fascinating. But I think mm. the way Arsenal performing right now, like it's positive. Everything's positive. So, yeah, let's yeah. keep it up. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, those in the chat box. Really appreciate your time, as mm. always. Uh, just a couple of comments before we wrap up. Nav says, I feel bad for Ramsdale, too. He's been through a lot this year as well. Um, if you haven't read that interview you did in the Players' Tribune, it's certainly worth catching up on it. Um, but maybe it will drive Ramsdale to new heights. I hope that he gets a start in the derby. Interesting that fans like wanting to start. Because I think that... I you know, right. you play your best player in the derby, and I think that's probably Raya. Uh, Clock Orange says Ramsdale got four back-to-back games. Maybe Raya will get the same. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Temi's asking, do you think our style of play is better suited to winning the Champions League compared to the Premier League? We did touch upon that, and I think I said, yeah, I think it is, because I think mm-hmm. knockout competition will suit But you know what? You know, how Arsenal play against teams. Quick, quick thing about that. You know what? I think what, I'll be, what I would be worried about in the latter stages of the Champions League, I looked at Ben White against PSV, and mm. he's he's always a bit. He's a, don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic defender, but when he comes up against quick wingers, wingers that can take yeah, you Noah one Lang. way or the other, Noah Lang was causing him a lot of problems. He was. And, yeah. uh, I think that's the, why you've got to leave around white, so they double up. Because I I, was, I talked to James Benj after the game about this, and I said to James, I was like, I really was impressed by Noah Lang. Yeah, and he was like, really, I wasn't. Like, I just thought he ran into empty alleyways and shot randomly from distance and i like maybe i'm just too easily pleased like you know i just i I liked his speed and acceleration and dynamic and i was like if this guy was like who we were replacing martinelli with we've got like a like for like Mm. you know direct player but maybe you know i'm not a big fan of noah lang's attitude Attitude, he's got a lot of lot of issues in the media i think Um, i just think i just think like when you look at defenders like tommy yas is probably the better defender in terms of if you want a one-on-one defender. I think that's why Arteta kept picking him for the bigger games. Liverpool last mm. season, Manchester City. It's, it's annoying that Timber's out because I think Timber would do a job in the bigger games. Um, but yeah, I think that's one area that I think um, Arsenal should be looking at in the latter stages because you're going to be coming up against top, top wingers. You touched on it earlier on. The Leroy Sanez of this world, Kylian Mbappe, Usman Dembele top top wingers and they can take you one way they can take you another so that's one area that i think arsenal um and ben white probably need to look at improving but aside from that i think we've got a good shot at going find this tournament so let's see let's see it's going to be great we'll have a lot of content of course over the course of the weekend for you around the derby we'll be back with another show for you 10 a.m on monday so make sure you tune in 
for that. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Did we hit 94K? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did indeed. So thank you for helping us reach that figure as we try and hit 100K. Who knows? By the end of the year, that would be pretty cool if we could do that. But thank you to everybody that's been listening. Really appreciate your time as always. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.